0: On today's show, the Hawks get a nice home win over the Lakers, and we'll talk about all of what transpired in this game and much more, and all that is on the way. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1641 of Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Tuesday evening here at the end of January. And today's show is brought to you by the folks at FanDuel. And right now, if you're a new customer, get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more happens to win. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Also, I should tell you to the podcast to make us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to the podcast and check us out anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc., And I have to leave with this, Uh, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen this today. If not, I'm telling you now, I actually had a fairly major dental procedure this morning. So my speaking probably won't be exactly the same as always. I can't talk as loud. I probably will have a little bit of uh, issues along the way, and I'm really kind of probably going against doctor's orders to record this podcast, but here we are. So bear with me on that and uh, any audio quality issues. But with all that said, the Hawks got a nice win on this Tuesday. 138 to 122 final against the Lakers, at home, their second straight win, of course for the Hawks and uh, an elusive home win. The Hawks have not been very good at home this year at all. That was a nice way to get sort of get, get that victory. They're now 20-27 on the season, uh, with of course nine days until the deadline arrives, uh, which I'm sure is a lot of talk around that right now, as there always will be. But um, putting putting that aside for right now, lots of storylines in this game? Quite honestly, the Hawks, at least for me, the biggest storyline. Beyond the win itself was the fact that the Hawks actually had their top eight players available. And that may not seem like much, but the Hawks have not had their top eight guys available. And by the way, this is a team that has a very clear top eight in terms of their there's a drop off after that in terms of present day quality of player. They have eight guys they absolutely trust. And all eight were available in this game for the first time since November 25th. So more than two months without them, without all those guys available at the same time. That was the 15th game of the season. Tonight was the 47th game of the year so they missed 30 plus games without having their top eight at all uh together and one of the reasons why was that deandre hunter missed the last 19 games with his non-surgical procedure on his knee he last played before christmas just before that and uh, when he was last playing jalen johnson was out so hunter came back in this one he was limited to administer restriction uh, so he came off the bench but he looked like his old self in a lot of ways which is certainly helpful uh jonathan murray also played in this game after he missed the game on sunday with that hamstring tightness, um, Kobe Bufkin was active and got, ended up getting some time at the very, very end of this game for his third-ever game appearance, uh, so lots of good vibes there. All the guys available, Kobe up with the big league club, etc., etc., and then on the Lakers' side, I have to say this now, this is a very good spot for the Hawks. I have been uh, diligent in acknowledging when the Hawks have terrible schedule spots this year, and there have been a lot of those, honestly, in the last few months, this is, this, this is one that actually broke um, pretty favorably for Atlanta. L.A. was in Houston on Monday for a pretty late game, and they had to fly into Atlanta. They also played without Anthony Davis, their second-best player, and by far their best defensive player. LeBron ended up playing. He was questionable, not quite his best self, I didn't think, in this game. So throw that all in there. By the way, this is also the third game in four nights for the Lakers on the road, and one of those was a double overtime game. So pretty favorable spot for the Hawks in in some ways. But still, Atlanta has not done a great job this year in these taking care of business positions where they're supposed to win. And in this game, they did that. Um, they were favored in this spot, according to our friends at FanDuel, by about five and a half points, and the Hawks covered. The Hawks never cover, and they did in this game. So before we dive into kind of the game flow in this one, my overall takeaway is beyond like just having everybody available being the number one thing for me in a lot of ways. This is a strong, balanced, you know, solid effort from the Hawks performance-wise. I'll put it to the floor. We'll go to the offense first, but they were a little bit better on offense, I thought, than the defense in this game. But that is also the usual baseline for this team. And the Lakers are not the same without AD on defense, certainly. But the Hawks were able to do basically whatever they wanted to, for the most part, in this one. They had a 128 or so offensive rating in this game. They scored 31 points or more in all four quarters, so they were very solid and consistent throughout the game. They had 35 points or more in three of the four quarters. Very few lulls on offense. In this one. So shooting-wise, they were very strong. Um, 53% from the field, 42% from three, 89% from the line. So you can't really argue with 53, 42, and, 90, and 89 across the board in the shooting splits. You won't always do that. you know. No, no team does. When you do that, it obviously makes your life a lot easier. They can get to the line a lot in this game because the Lakers were not really getting, you know, sort of uh, converting and uh, playing physically around the rim. And the Hawks, though, instead of getting into the line, they just got all the way to the rim. So they got 68 points in the paint in this game, which is a very high number. They won the glass by a lot and had 21 second chance points. They had some turnover issues early in this game. Ball security was a problem at times in the first half, but after halftime, it wasn't at all. And they only had 12 turnovers. That's very solid as well. Um, 32 assists, 26 best break points. They had all of it going on for the Hawks on offense, and uh, that's kind of the blueprint. Again, this is for this team going into the year, which is a long time ago now, but you would have said, the blueprint for this team was to be a lead on offense and okay-ish on defense. And honestly, in this game, they were a on offense and okay on defense. It's kind of what it's supposed to be in a lot of ways. Um, they had seven guys score in double figures. They had five guys with 18 points or more. Strong balance. No one shot poorly in this game across the board for the Hawks. And it was just really, really good. And honestly, nobody had to go crazy. You know, Trey had a good game. So did, so did DeJounte. In different ways but like no one had to go nuts bay was solid johnson was solid trey was solid dejounte was solid clint was solid a was solid bogey was solid Like all their top seven or eight guys were all solid and that is a nice recipe across the board um defensively it was pretty okay it wasn't great but it was okay i will say they had a 115 defensive rating Uh, A little bit of that was the Lakers missing 11 free throws in this one, including a lot in the second half. So that was a little bit favorable to to the Hawks in that spot. So maybe add a few points to that. But they got a lot of turnover creation in this game. Uh, I believe they had 10 steals. That's a very good number, um, leading to live ball opportunities. They did a great job on the defensive glass. The Lakers shot the ball reasonably well in this game, but the Hawks ended up taking a lot more shots than the Lakers did because, in part, the Lakers only had seven offensive rebounds in the entire game. That's an excellent figure, and that is attributed to you know the bigs. A lot of that is you know Capella and Jalen and even Aneka, Sadiq. Good job on the glass from the Hawks in the entire game. Um, there were some transition issues defensively we'll that talk, we'll talk about, I'm sure, later on again. And that's been a problem at times for this team this year, including, by the way, on Sunday when they won as well. And yes, Austin Reeves got a little bit loose for the Lakers, but I have to say the Hawks targeted him a lot on the other end of the floor. And that was able to kind of offset that. Um, I'll leave it there for now. And LeBron was just in check. He wasn't, he was LeBron. He made a lot of like highlight plays, but he wasn't his best self. And they didn't get burned by LeBron in this game, the way that he has a lot out of Bob Rathbun in front of the podcast, who is of course the play-by-play guy for Valley was giving all the LeBron stats. And LeBron has dominated the Hawks for a long time. It's not a huge surprise. If you've been following this team for a while, um, but that did not happen in this game, which was nice to see across the board for the Hawks. So, Big picture, small picture, etc. It was a very good performance from this Hawks team. It wasn't like they had played perfectly, but a game that they are a supposed to win, and yes, they were supposed to win this game. Um, throw it all, throw it all in there with regard to the travel, and all that stuff for the Lakers, and this is a game where I would have been coming on here saying this is a bad result if they had lost, but to win it pretty comfortably um, and be up by ten plus for most of the second half and have really no lulls like to win the third quarter, which hasn't always happened this year. Really, really has happened this year for the Hawks. It was just a good vibes night across the board for Atlanta, and there have not been a ton of those this year, so there you go on that. All right, we'll have more on this game coming up in a second when it comes to the game flow and how this game unfolded, as well as how the players performed at the end of the podcast. But first, we're from our sponsors on the show today. Today's show is brought to you by Quiz. Today we're going to have some fun, test your Hawks knowledge. If you are listening to this Hawks podcast, I'm I'm assuming you are interested in the Hawks, and this time it's going to be an off-court question, and that question is, what is the nickname of the Hawks' primary mascot? quiz with three eyes is the next generation trivia experience from quiz and it's also the world's platform first platform I should say that you actually earn money by playing knowledge games for lots of Hawks fans have created an NBA quiz as well where you can trust your knowledge and win real cash play with your friends or other fans let your knowledge shine all the way to the bank you actually play without downloading anything as well and the place to go is with 3 eyescom and start playing today nba quiz is the ultimate knowledge challenge for fans to live and breathe basketball and now by the way i should reveal the answer to the question that i asked you a second ago and that of course is harry the hawk legend um the quiz games are awesome and fun for folks who love sports and information like i do i've had a blast checking it all out in the last few days and weeks and the place to go of course is Com. test your knowledge and win cash today that's quiz with three eyes. yes quiz with three eyes. play now showcase your skills, and take home cash prizes. Yes, cash prizes. And the place to go one more time is app.quiz.com, where fans become champions. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we're still getting obsessed with actually how to change ourselves. So just expanding on what we're already doing right in our lives. Maybe you actually find something to be organized, one part of your space, and you want to tackle something else in your life. Or maybe you're taking supplements every morning, and I actually want to have breakfast along with them. Therapy can help you find your strengths. You can ditch the extreme resolutions that some might make, and make those changes happen to actually stick. Therapy can give you something to look forward to, actually give you something that you feel, makes you feel grounded, and it'll give you the tools to manage everything going on in your life. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try right now. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do actually is fill up a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. If you ever want to change therapists, you can also do so at any time for no additional charge at BetterHelp, and they'll make everything easy for you. Celebrate the progress that you have already made with the folks at BetterHelp, and the place to go is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. One more time, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, so the game flow in this one, it's kind of uneven, actually, at the outset. It's kind of ironic as the way the Hawks played in this game. They started out pretty slowly on offense. They had three turns in the first five minutes, all from Trey Young, who was not great at the outset of this game at all. Three-five from the floor as well. And all miss all six of the missed shots were away from the rim. Kind of a carryover to Sunday where they couldn't make a jump shot, but the rest of the game was kind of lights out. Honestly, um, next three shots, by the way, were all makes, including two ducks by Michael Capella. And the rotation was interesting. So I led the podcast talking about the eight guys that the Hawks have, just to say them out loud. It's Trey, Dejounte, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson, Capella, Anika Kongwu, DeAndre Hunter, and Bojan Milicic. That's that's a very clear top eight, and for the most part. That was the entire rotation in this game. Now Garrison Matthews played four minutes in the first half and then none in the competitive portion of the second half. So it's basically just eight guys. And because Hunter was limited minutes wise, that was probably the only reason I think that Garrison played. I think if they had had their druthers and could have played the honor the entire game, or his entire workload, I should say, they would have done that. So notable to me that they want to kind of, uh, they push this one. Obviously there was, this is a normal rest spot, no travel. No game tomorrow, no game yesterday, all that stuff. But um, Quinn definitely coached this game like he was going to like you know pedal to the metal other than DeAndre Hunter being limited. Um, no one could pick a three in the first quarter. In fact, the first 12 threes in this game were missed, which is crazy because in the end, the teams combined to shoot like almost 40% from three in the game, but the first 12 were errant. But around the rim, everyone was pretty good. The Hawks actually had a 7-0 run late in the quarter to take the lead, and they never trailed again, basically, at that point in time. There were a little bit of you know flows toward the lakers at different points but the hawks were in control most of the way they were 13 17 on twos in the first quarter murray was really good at the outset i thought he was really good the entire game honestly eight points defensively he was playing hard in this game which is not always the case not always the most effective defensive player this year but he was really good in this game passed the ball really well and i thought he was really good bogey shot well at the beginning of the game um i I noted some transition weaknesses defensively for the hawks in the first quarter it was worse than that in the second quarter at times, and that kind of prompted some stutter frustration, it looked like, on the sidelines. Um, Matthews had three fouls, by the way, Garrison did, in his first four minutes. Kind of funny. A um, couple of runs, though, from the Hawks 7-0 run, mid-quarter and second quarter, to go up by 13 or so. They were going after Austin Reeves very visibly, and they should. You know, uh, Kevin Chenard of Hawks.com, good friend of mine, and, of course, my nemesis in some ways as well. Um, it is... Uh, he, he passed along a, a sourced thing today talking about how Austin Reeves' defense is kind of what Trey Young's defense is supposed to be. And I agree. I think Trey is a better defender than Austin Reeves. Um, and kind of Reeves is like underratedly terrible defensively. And the Hawks, I think to their credit, game plan for that. And they were going after him a lot in this one. They are up 11 and a half. I said it before, they had nine turnovers in the first half. That was really the only blemish in the, before halftime. But they, they slowed it down and uh, did a good job ball security wise. After that, um, I have to say this out loud now that it's over. The third quarter has been a house of horrors for the Hawks this year. I think Hawks fans know, know that by now. My go to way to describe that is that coming into the night, the Hawks had a worse third quarter net rating than the Pistons, and the Pistons are all time terrible. So they weren't they're not the worst in the league, they're like 26 or 27th, but they're worse than the Pistons in the third quarter, but not tonight. The Hawks actually started the third quarter well and won it overall. It was 11 2 run to start things off, to actually go up by 20 points. And honestly, it was kind of over at that point. It wasn't over, but it kind of felt that way. Um, Dunks from Clint and Jalen, a huge block by Capella on Jackson Hayes. Um, The Lakers did have a couple of runs at the end of the third quarter, one by LeBron kind of pushing them to that run, and another one late where they actually missed some free throws. Man, the Hawks were up 15 points at the end of the third quarter. This is a crazy stat. The Lakers, at one point in the second half, were 5 of 13 at the free throw line. So there were some moments, I would say three, four, five moments in this game where the Hawks were up like 10 or 11, and the Lakers had the ball with a chance to get it to like 7, 8, 9, and they missed all of their shots, whether it was free throws or open looks. Um, and sometimes that happens. It's, it's it's one of those positive things about the league. It's make or miss in some respects. But um, the timing of the runs didn't really like bludgeon the Hawks to their credit. There was one dry spell offensively for the Hawks, they scored seven points in about five minutes at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. Once they kind of found that, it was a good sailing from there. DeJounte had a big run mid-quarter in the fourth where he actually had three straight mid-rangers. He was really good to kind of keep the margin comfortable for the Hawks in that run. There was a couple daggers, one from Jalen on a terrible pass by Angelo Russell mid-court, and uh, he dunked that to go up by 19, like four and a half minutes to go. And then Murray had one after that that was a nice bucket to kind of maybe end it again. And the Lakers, on that back-to-back, punted in the way that I would have to like three and a half minutes to go down. I think it was like 19. They punted and uh, that allowed the Hawks to kind of go about a minute later to their garbage time lineup, which featured Bufkin and Mills and AJ Griffin and Bogey um, with Bruno Fernando out. Akong went to play the end, which is unfortunate, but that uh, it didn't matter. By the way, Kobe Bufkin in his two minutes had a three and a lob to congo. So good to see that from Kobe. But yeah. Not too, not too much to el- uh, not too much else to add. I should say, um, the Hawks just played well. I mean, they were I won't say they weren't challenged because they were, but they won all four quarters. They were never leading by less than I think it was maybe nine at one point. I think it might have been ten at one point. Pretty much the entire second half, after the first big run, it was at least double digits the entire way. So to their credit, like there were no massive lulls. There was that one offensive lull, but that kind of had a nice cushion from there from there. They made free throws, they made shots, DeJounte made shots, Trey made threes. Um, yeah, they just executed well. So it might be the most exciting like flame-throwing uh, fl- you know, flame throwing podcast, but um, it was the story of the night. They were just kind of competent, which is uh, not a bad place to be at Game 47 of the season. All right, we'll have more coming up on this when it comes to the player stuff. Hopefully, hopefully my uh, teeth will respond for one more segment, but before we get to that, though, it were from our sponsors on the show. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, and happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Super Bowl Sunday is upon us in about a week and a half now. It's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, party, or wherever you like to watch football, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets as well. Beyond the diehard stuff, Super Bowl Sunday has a big game feel that brings in everybody to the t- to the big tent even the most casual fans get involved it's basically a national holiday at this point it's also a great time digging with folks at FanDuel because there's a lot of stuff to bet on and consume and analyze across the board and on their platform the app is safe it's secure and even beyond the NFL they have basketball and baseball hockey golf tennis soccer Auto racing MMA and much more in fact there are so many ways that FanDuel to end-, end the season with a W or two W's or three W's etc and not only can you bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl but FanDuel also has you has bets on which players are going to score touchdowns and how many points will be scored, player props, um, game props, and so much more. And if you're a new customer, join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more happens to win. And the place to go is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every more and more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. One more time, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, to the players in this game and uh, lots of positive vibes, honestly. I know... I talked about garbage time a little bit before. Griffin played. Patty Mills played. Garrison Matthews played six minutes. Buckingham played two minutes. Not a ton to add on those guys, although Garrison had four fouls in six minutes. Kind of a crazy performance there, but uh, good to see Kobe in the mix, Um, him him being active. One note, Trent Forrest was inactive because they're keeping an eye on his games. He's actually close to his game maximum uh, on a two-way contract, so we'll we'll cover that at some point in time, but um, people were kind of surprised Kobe didn't play. I was not. He did say, pre game even and I think I this I kinda knew this to be true, but he said it on, on the record, that he has not practiced in full as far as live is concerned with the with the big league club the entire time he's been back. So like the Hawks don't practice very much. That's one of the things right now with the schedule. So uh until he does that, I he's kind of more on the fringe, but so he had a huge game in College Park over the weekend. Um actually I guess that was that was Monday nights. Um but yeah, there was you know, I'd like to see him play, but Um, I don't think it's crazy to not play him, given the guys that played in this game. It's harder to take. I know for Hawks fans, and I agree with this sentiment, when you're seeing guys like Patty Mills play and guys like Trent Forrest play. But when it's the the top eight, that's pretty much the entire game, it's easier to kind of maintain that because they are better than Bufkin right now. We'll see. Um, But anyway, he's back up with the the weekly club. We'll see how long he lasts or if he goes back to College Park in the near future. The guys who actually played. DeAndre Hunter came back. Good to see him in a lot of ways. Uh, Six points, one rebound, one assist in 16 minutes. Hit two threes. Um, I talked about this a lot, but for new listeners, you might not be listening to every podcast. One of the bigger things about DeAndre Hunter's absence is simply the players that he was replaced by. Um, no matter what you think about DeAndre Hunter, and there are differing opinions of him, he is a competent rotation starting level small forward. He isn't special, but he's a good defender. He knows how to play. And again, the Hawks were replacing his minutes with guys behind him who are just not as good as he is. So they've missed him a lot. And Quinn talked about this a lot as well, and so have I, and even tonight. Uh, just the sheer size. The Hawks have just not had real combination of you know, forward-sized players. I mean, they've basically been operating with Sadiq and Jalen as their only forwards, like actual forward-sized guys. Because, you know, you could say Eddie Griffin, but he's more of a two in some respects. Wes Matthews is a, is a four, but he's like six five and is very limited on, off, on offense. Like, they've been playing very, very, very small, and not out of preference. Like, they... Quinn has talked about this a lot, how much they missed the size of Hunter. And uh, that was the case in this game. So he'll ease in, play more minutes. I'm sure moving forward, but he was limited in this game. Uh, I think he will probably start again in the near future, if I had to guess. But, um, yeah, I think he played well, and nice to have him back across the board. Uh, Bogey hit four threes, 18 points. Um, defensively, he was a little bit shaky. Transition, as he, he kind of always is, but he gave them good stuff on offense. O'Connor was really good, I thought, off the bench. Really solid 11 points. Made all four of his shots, including a 3 had two steals and a block, four rebounds, played well. Um, Capella, 24, 24 minutes, 13 points, 12 rebounds, a block and a steal. He's had two good games in a row. I thought he was really good on Sunday. He was good again tonight. Um, again, you know, the Lakers were not playing their best center with uh, with AD out, but still, I thought the Hawks dominated center spots in this game with Capella and Kongwu against the likes of Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood. It was advantage Hawks there in a big way. Uh, Sadiq Bey, after his uh, heroics on Sunday, had another solid-ish game. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 1-5 um, from 3, still not shooting the ball super well right now, but getting, getting to the rim, uh, I think it was Glenn Willis, my friend, uh, made the comment that he's almost like a um, like a play finisher and offensive rebounder now. Like He's playing like almost a center role. It's kind of funny. Um, not great necessarily, but it worked. He is playing with physicality. He was plus 19 in the game, played well. Uh, Jalen Johnson had a good game on offense in particular, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals for Jalen. I think defensively, I said this a little bit on Sunday, he's had a rough couple couple weeks. Um, I think it might be just wearing on him a little bit. He's playing so many minutes, but I think he's not playing great defense right now. So, like, it's something to keep an eye on. But otherwise, offensively, he made a lot of plays, as he is wont to do. And then really good stuff from Trey and DeJounte both. Uh, Trey had a rough start in this one, but he picked it up from there. Had 26 points, 13 assists, hit six threes in this game. Uh, DeJounte, I thought, was one of his best games of the season honestly um he's scored more than this I think he's had 30 points or more five or six times this year he had 24 points nine, nine assists in this game but I think the combination of his playmaking where he had nine assists and really passed the ball well and his defense which was much better than it has been this year um obviously there were many jokes made in my mentions about fans talking about Dejounte auditioning for the Lakers I get all that it's a pretty obvious joke to make but it's also true it could be at least it could be true in some respects but I thought that he just in a vacuum was really good in this game like Contributing to winning defensively, much more down in the, than he has been this year. It was 4 from three. It wasn't like he's was shooting the ball great from three, but he got, he got to the rim. Mid-rangers, good passes. And if they, listen, um, this is not a hot take. I think it's just pretty clearly reality. If he played at this level on defense and with his playmaking all the time, they wouldn't be trying to trade him <laughs> uh, at this point. It's my guess. But again, it's one game that I thought he played really well. And that was a good. That was a good. I would say a pivotal point of this game. That you know, he and Sadiq were plus nineteen each. That so was the best on the team, and they earned that. Uh, I thought. I thought Murray was really good. So, uh, basically, no one played poorly for the Hawks in this game. Maybe you can say Garrison Matthews and his minutes, but other than that, like it was pretty solid across the board. And I will leave it there for now. Uh, on the trade front, not a lot going on honestly. In the last two days, the deadline is less than nine days away. As I, as I'm recording this podcast, um, little rumblings, no big rumors that have changed things. Yovan Buha of The Athletic reported that Murray is, quote, the Lakers' top priority on the market right now, still at this point. I was was reported, uh, I believe it was either uh, yesterday or this morning. Um, Mark Stein did say that Quinn Snyder's been lobbying to keep DeJounte behind the scenes. Quinn uh, deflected a question harshly tonight about trade stuff before the game. He's not going to ever comment on that. By the way, he's the head coach, not the GM, so he isn't going to comment on trade stuff ever. But, you know, with the Lakers in town, a lot of talk about Murray in the last couple days, um, in my mentions, in my texts in messages, I've done the Lakers podcast the last few days. Like it is what it is. I think all sides are still going to be talking and circling back. Um, nothing is for sure by any means, but, um, we are certainly in like all ready mode in the next seven, eight, nine days about trade stuff. Um, and we'll see if the Hawks make any moves in that time. If there are more rumors, by the way, we'll, we'll talk about them. I'll probably have more, uh, more trade stuff in the next few days. Um, with that said, the Hawks now actually have their first time in about three weeks where they don't play every other day or, or back-to-backs. Um, they actually have two days off on Wednesday and Thursday between games. They play the Suns at home on Friday. They will have at least one full practice, which would be a nice privilege for the Hawks. Um, so we'll see. The Suns are a good basketball team. They are not without flaw. And we'll talk about that game. I'm sure at some point in time, they actually just won in Miami last night. And I believe the the Suns play. Uh, yeah, they actually, if you want, if you want to quote unquote scout the Suns, they play on ABC on Wednesday in Brooklyn before they come to Atlanta. But that, that's the next game on the agenda for the Hawks, and then they have a couple more games on this long homestand that is happening right now. And back to back wins is a nice place to kind of be in the middle of the aforementioned homestand. With that said, I am done talking. Hopefully, my teeth are still intact. At this point and again thank you for your patience about my talking if it's a little bit weird on this one my apologies hopefully back to full strength later on this week please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts apple spotify youtube etc please spread the word about the podcast as well ratings reviews likes follows however you want to do that i definitely would appreciate it also i write about the hawks regularly at patreon.com bt roland also follow the show on twitter x at Locked on Hawks. Follow me there as well at BT Roland. I do appreciate appreciate everyone reaching out and uh, sending nice things about my dental stuff today and uh, encouraging me to either not do the podcast or feel free to not do it. I try to uh, do the podcast whenever I possibly can. So here we are. Hopefully that is uh, coming through loud and clear. And uh, yes, just genuinely, genuinely thank you for all the support. Always. I do appreciate it. And uh, without any further delay, I will sign off now. We'll have more later on this week. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when, but I'm sure I will have a podcast between now and the game on Friday. So stay tuned for that. Take care of the podcast. We'll see you all next time.